0: All right, Numbers 12, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. And he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly, and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. When the cloud removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous, like snow. And Aaron turned toward Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, do not punish us, because we have done foolishly and have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, whose flesh is half eaten away when he comes out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, O oh God, please heal her, please. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be shamed seven days? Let her but shut outside the camp seven days, and after that she may be brought in again. So Miriam was shut outside the camp seven days, and the people did not see, set out on the march till Miriam was brought in again. After that, the people set out from there, from Hazaroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran.
1: Wow, that was deep. Ah, no, y'all don't sound too excited about this chapter. What do we see in this chapter? Oh my goodness, the Israelites have been rebellious from day one. They've had problems. Moses is talking to God. God is talking to Moses. He's dealing with a group of people that just can't seem to obey God. Now all of a sudden we come to this part, they hadn't gotten to the promised land yet and lo and behold we have a brother, two brothers and a sister that get into some issues. So I titled this message Don't Complain, Stay in Your Lane. Mm -hmm. Don't complain, stay in your lane. I don't know about you but God does not like complaining. Have we not learned this lesson? Should not have Aaron and Miriam learned this lesson? You know why? Because we're human. We all complain about something. And if you're American, you you complain a lot. I'm an American. We complain about a lot. There's a lot that we complain about. My wife and I had this thing going this weekend that we said, all right, I'm not going to complain. You're not going to complain. And if I complain, you call me out. And if you complain, I'm going to call you out. So we did, and we were calling each other out all the time. It's like you just find yourself saying things or complaining about anything, the food, the way people's driving in front of you, I mean, whatever. So this morning, I just want to dissect a few in here to be able to get to this point. Verse 12, follow along with me. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses. Moses. Now I want you to stop right there and just focus for a minute. Say talk against. talk against. See, they didn't talk to Moses. I always say, you got some all against somebody, you go to them, don't go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. See, when you go to somebody else, you're trying to build an alliance yes. to prove your point against someone. But this against here, against Moses. <laughs> so this is a, this is definitely an older brother and an older sister. We could call this chapter sibling rivalries. Moses, the young one, the called one. Huh? You remember in the book, in the Bible, where it was a guy named Joseph? He was a young child. He was called. The older brothers didn't like him. Now we have this situation with Moses and that Aaron and Miriam are talking against him. Now we get to The second part, I like this, because, somebody say because. Because. Now we're getting to the point here. Why is Aaron and Miriam talking against Moses? Because of the Cushite wife. (laughs) Wow. We can go a lot of different ways in here with that one. But let's read on a little bit more. He already said because of the Cushite wife. Then it goes on to say for He had married a Cushite. Wait a minute now. First it was about the woman. Now it's about he married her. Many people think because of the translation is Ethiopian that she may have been African descent, maybe a darker color, different tribe. Maybe they were racist. They didn't like her for that. Or maybe because we understand that Moses had a wife prior, that she had passed maybe, and that you know how some people like the first wife, but they don't like the second wife? There's a lot in here. But then, we think that we've got it. Just because it says, because of the Cushite woman, and married her, it gets a little deeper than that. After that, they said this. Has not the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Let's say it like they'd be saying. Has God only spoken to Moses? See has God only spoken to most? Let's just say it like it is. You, you, you hear the attitude in there. Now, I don't know about you, but it starts getting a little deep at this point. <laughs> but we know in Exodus 4.30, God spoke to Aaron point blank. We know that he also spoke to him in Exodus 20.12.1. Point blank. Miriam was called and spoken to, and she was a praise and worship leader. She was considered a prophetess in Exodus 15.21. So I step back here to say, wait a minute now. We know y'all were used. Mm -hmm. God even spoke to Aaron directly. (laughs) But the problem here is very simple. They got a problem with this one leader thing. Uh Come on. Got a little problem with this one leader thing. See a lot of shows on TV where there's a president and the vice president wants to knock the president out so they can become president. You got, huh? Huh? you got a manager of a restaurant, you got an assistant manager, the assistant manager wants to be the manager. Come on. All this stuff is going on here, and what we're talking about is that, obviously here, the brother and sister are very disgruntled at this point. <clears throat> but let me just say it, there was only one Moses. There was only one. And he was under God's hand, and it was very clear back in the book that God says, Moses, I've called you to deliver my people. Moses squabbled about I ain't the one to do that. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. He said, You will go do it, and I'll send Aaron to help you. He didn't say, I'm going, okay, since you think all about it about yourself, you can't talk and all that. I'm just gonna make Aaron the leader. Do we find that in the past chapters? No. Nowhere did it say Aaron would be the leader. It said Moses would be. So now we're talking about accountability. We're talking about, hmm, can we have one leader? We're talking about something deeper now in this sibling rivalry. Up until now, it's always been the people that have risen up and caused mayhem. It's all about the rebellion of the people. Now we've got it in the family. Could somebody say in the family? But I know y'all here ain't got none of that going on in your family. Nobody gets in squabbles of conflict. Nobody. (laughs) Amen? So then we come to that place. This is a place where it becomes very powerful. That they say it. You know, before it was, has the Lord spoken only to Moses? They asked. And now they come out and say it. Hasn't he also spoken through us? Oh, somebody say it's coming out now. (laughs) <laughs> of course we just mentioned that of course they've been used by God they have been spoken to in such a way that God is moving in their lives and so why is it that many times in life that we get that thing being a leader as a pastor and being in a position like that for, especially in a senior pastor for 17 years or more I understand sometimes I don't want to be the leader I'd much rather I'd much rather just sit back and somebody tell me what to do. Because in my early years of ministry, and I was an associate pastor at another church, boy, it was easy for them just to tell me what to do. And I did it to the best of my ability, and I had no qualms about it, and neither did I want to be a pastor. I grew up here in this town where the pastor of my church, when I was 10 years old, got fired from the Baptist church because he got a divorce. I cried like a baby at 10 because my pastor... Got dismissed. He's the one that got me and I went to the altar. He's the one that baptized me. He was a cool pastor. He had a crew cut. He had thick hair. And that's why I envied him. He had, I envied that. He had thick hair. It was so thick he could pull a crew cut off at a half an inch of that thing when you still couldn't see his head. Boy, I had a head of hair. That's how thick that thing was. I always wanted to just go touch it. Pass that on to me. So we're getting to the deep of the matter here. The motivation is that they're accusing Moses now of not only that he thinks he's the only leader and he thinks he's the only one that can hear of God. Now they're talking about he's prideful now. They're saying he is prideful. Whenever you start calling someone else out for being prideful, you might want to look at yourself and see what's going on. It's kind of like being in denial. When you're in denial, you're the only one that don't know you in denial. Oh, come on, somebody. It's the same thing here. They were coming up, and this was an attitude that was showing up. It was an attitude. And so, he was, in fact, the Bible says, what does it say after that? Now, It says, and the Lord, wait a minute, the Lord indeed spoken through Moses. Has he not spoken through us? Let's go to commercial break. Read fast. Just thought I'd throw that in there. I kind of believe this theory that there are three types. There are those that just vent, amen? There are those that are sympathy you know, seekers. Well, you know, just that, that man fired me. If you know how bad a boss he was, you know, nobody can work for him. I don't know why he fired me. I want some sympathy about getting fired. Then there's those chronic complainers. Oh, Lord, I got a neighbor down the street as one of those. And I'm telling you, my wife and I, we go that way. Because she can tell you every problem she's got in about four seconds. And she shoots that thing out there. Amen. So now here comes the kicker. Now watch this. Here comes the kicker. Here's the kicker. Y'all want to know the kicker? The kicker is, and the Lord heard it. And the Lord heard it. Let's all just stop right there. Everything you say, the Lord hears. Everything I say and everything I preach, the Lord hears. The Bible said I'm going to be held accountable at a higher calling because what I do up here affects people. That's scary. That's why I did another reason why I didn't want to be a pastor. Because I tend to talk a lot, and the more I talk, the more I get in trouble. I start throwing my opinions out there, and I get in real trouble. So I try to stick to the Word of God. So now we see that the Lord has heard it. Somebody say, the Lord has heard it. Oh, my. Now that the Lord has heard it, (laughs) now the man Moses was very meek, more than all the people who were on the face of the earth. If I was that meek, I would be prideful.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Y'all didn't hear. He said he was, the, he was more meek than anybody on the earth. Mo, Moses was meek, humble before more. Woo. We've got different interpretations that we know that Moses wrote the, the Torah. We know that Moses is part of this, but this seems to be an interjection of someone else that may have written this, because I don't think even Moses would have written that because he was too meek. Amen? Somebody say, well, you know what? It's easy to be humble when you've made a bunch of mistakes in your life. It's easy to be humble when you've failed. It's easy to be humble when you tell a whole crowd of people, I'm going to do something, and you try to do it, and you fail. It's easy to be humble when you get mad and decide you're going to kill somebody. It's easy to be humble when you find out you're going to die too, so you run into the wilderness and you hang out and hide for 40 years in the desert. It's easy to be humble when you realize all the things that you have caused. It's easy to be humble when God says, I'm going to use you even though you are nervous, even though you can't talk, even though you said you want to get somebody else, I'm going to use you anyway. Did he forget where he came from? Oh, no, 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 no. He didn't forget where he came from. Moses didn't forget who he was. He knew every ounce of negativity. He knew every ounce of doubt in his body. He knew the challenges that he would have if he didn't have God Almighty. So he was humble. Oh, it gets serious now. It gets real serious now. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come out. Moses, Aaron, Moses, Miriam, and Aaron come out. Now picture this now. God's calling them out. Pretty much says that this was an audible voice. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and to Miriam, come out, you three, to the ten of meetings. Oh, we at the ten of meetings now. Now, I think right now this is a good point for all their minds to be thinking really hard right now. I don't know about you. When your daddy used to call you, David Mitchell, come to. Come here. Huh? Y'all ever had a parent or somebody call you out? Get in here right now. This is what God did. Moses, Miriam, Aaron, get up here right now to the tent of meetings. Now, here's what I think was going on. I got a feeling that Miriam and Aaron were thinking, yeah, this is great. God's going to finally rebuke that Moses. I'm ready for this. I'm glad somebody's going to call him out. God's going to call him out. God's going to call him out. (laughs) (laughs) And the three of them came out, and they are here. And the Lord came down in a pillar of a cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called who? Aaron and Miriam out here. They both came forward. And this is what God said. Hear my words. I like this the way God started this. You've been talking long enough. I'm sick and tired of what you've been talking. And the Lord says, now hear my words. <laughs> Come on, church. God calls them out, pulls them out. Moses back here is just hanging out. So watch this. Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth clearly and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then are you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Oh, daddy has spoken. I dare you to talk to the very man or to speak against the man I've called. The one that some translations say face to face, but we know the Bible says that God would not, can't see us or talk to us face to face. So to translate the Hebrew, what it literally means is that he spoke to him audible to audible. So God would say something. Moses would say something. And all through numbers, you'll read it. said, and God said to Moses. And Moses said to God, they spoke audibly one to another. Now, God had taken all could takes to, and he could take, he takes them more. He calls them out. Amen. <laughs> now, here comes the part. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. God came down, said what he needed to say. This is my prophet. You shut up now. I'm talking and this is the way it is. And I am so mad if I stay here any longer. And he departed. Someone say, thank God he departed. Thank God he departed. (laughs) So when the cloud removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous like snow. And Aaron turned toward Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, you may be seated now. Now, you stay here. You. Aaron. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Aaron says to Moses, come back up here, Aaron. Yeah, you just stand. That's okay. I'm going to make you say it. Now, watch this now. Watch, watch this. Aaron said to Moses, Oh, my Lord. He got back in relationship. When he contacted, he came back. He's already complained and murmured. He came back and put himself in right relationship. He called him who he was now. He didn't complain any longer. What he was coming to do is come and talk to the one that was in charge. Now, you understand what I'm saying? And Aaron said to Moses, Oh, my Lord, do not punish us because we have done foolish and have sinned. Let her not be as a one that is dead, whose flesh is half eaten away, when he comes out of his mother's womb. Now watch this now. If you go back and read verse 1, you'll see it says, Miriam and Aaron talked against. When you read that, it literally means that the woman was the instigator. Sorry, women. The woman was the instigator, because it, it is in Female um, vernacular. When you, when you do this, female vernacular. So Miriam was the start of it all, but he got tangled up in it and started talking. Now he's got back relationship. He's going to Moses. He's going to the right source, and he's asking her, please. He's going before He's going before Moses. He's going for Moses, asking, please, don't, don't kill us. Don't help us. Now I want you all to see this. I want you to see this now. We're already in verse 12. Moses has never once said one word. Right. Moses has never once said one word during this whole escapade. You know, sometimes it's just the best to let them talk and let them talk and let them talk. See, if you let somebody get on your nerves on Facebook and you retaliate, you liable to be the one to say the wrong thing. But I got news for you. You look a whole lot better when you don't say nothing than you say something. Amen. Now, the point of this is it's key. This is what happens. Now, Aaron is coming. You notice he's coming and asking for her, and he's also asking for himself. Amen? Now, the key to this that I get is like, oh, my God. And Moses cried out to the Lord. Oh, God, please heal her. Please. You know why Moses? Some people say, oh, oh, no, Aaron. Oh, no. What you said about it. Oh, no, 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 no. Talk to the hand. Oh, no, Aaron. No, you done severed this relationship. Get get from me. Come on, church. Y'all know how it is when you get hurt, when somebody talks about you, rejects you, hurts you. Same thing that happened here. But Moses never said, never said, never said one word through the whole thing. God came and restored him to his rightful place without him having to say anything. And this also is the point in Matthew. It's hard to be a prophet in your own hometown when your own family's with you. They have moved mightily with God up to this point and have been a key role in this ministry. And now all of a sudden, pride, complaint, murmuring, came in, jealousy, and it'll destroy you. It will flat out destroy you. So as this goes down, we need to see this, that the actual uh, name for Aaron really means a shining light, a mountain of strength is Aaron's name. That's what it means. Now, Miriam means bitter water or rebellion. I don't want anybody to be bitter water in here today, nor do I want anybody to be in rebellion. But the Lord said to Moses, if her father had spit in her face, should she not be shamed seven days? Here we go about that bodily fluid thing again. Remember all them laws and regulations, all that stuff. You've got to watch this bodily fluid exchange, all this, and that's dirty, and this is clean, and that's dirty, and this is clean. So he makes a point here. Seven days, okay. Oh, let her be shut outside the camp. Seven days. And the people did not set out on the march till Miriam was brought again. Let me tell you something. Sin don't just affect one person. It affects all. And for seven days, they could not continue their journey because they had to wait on Miriam. Miriam was in jail. She was lepers. She was doing her time, but it stopped everyone. Right? (laughs) Is this good stuff or what? Say, Lord, help me not to complain. So after the people had set out and camped, and in the wilderness of Piran, the whole thing is this. It's amazing how even three people, two especially, went through the desert and going through the challenges of a million point two people, and the rebellion, and the talking, and the murmuring, and the complaining, and yet they finally get to that place in their own life. Will they do it in their own family. You may be seated, thank you. So this one gets me the most about this story. Ladies and gentlemen, if we can learn anything, we live in a world today, you can turn on any newscast and you think they're giving you news, but they're actually giving you complaints. You can go anywhere today and hear on the news, on the TV, people complaining, complaining, complaining. And it's like, we are going to be accountable for that. So what I suggest that we do today is we take this message and we seed it in our hearts. And if we find the areas that we're complaining in, we're finding those areas then we need to address those areas and we need to deal with it. And if somebody's coming against you, you just rest in that and let God do it and God will do it every time. Because there's a right way to complain. You remember in the book of Corinthians, I think it is when Paul will address the church and the church addressed the situation where the woman complained about not having enough food distribution. Well, she went to the right person with that complaint. That complaint got dealt with, and the place where the thing was resolved. Right. I always say this. If you've got something against somebody, don't you dare go to anybody else but them. Amen. Now, if you need somebody to go with you just to be a witness, you do that. But don't you dare start spitting off a complaint or a problem about you got something against somebody else without first going to them. Because most of the time, if you go to them, you'll work it out. I love peace. Let me tell you, I love peace. Man, joy, peace. When I got peace, you can't mess with me. Boy, but when I'm all freaked out and agitated and... We saw it there. There's other studies that I saw about complaining and murmuring how much damage it does to the brain. Because you're actually thinking about stuff you don't need to be thinking about. You're crowding your brain with stuff that just makes you ill and angry. Mess you up. Amen? Stand to your feet this morning as we close. Father, we just thank you this morning. We give you all the praise and glory for letting us see in depth Miriam and Aaron and their attitudes and what caused that attitude and, Lord, how they were received by the Lord and by grace and mercy. They came out of that, Lord. You showed your mercy and grace even though they attacked the man of God. Lord, we thank you that you help us today when we walk out of here not to complain and not to murmur. That, Lord, you love people with a grateful and a humble heart. Lord, I just ask that you give that to us today. Call us out, Lord. Let the Spirit check us every time we try to do that. And let us think positively and speak good about people, not evil. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here this morning, to be able to understand that in your Word is everything about the grace and the mercy of God. And we see that mercy and grace On Miriam and Aaron. And we thank you, Lord, even though she did suffer sin for seven days, when she came out, she was ready to go again. We find her in different places from this book on. We'll see her again. So, Father, we just thank you and praise you that you're going to help us today walk out of here and be the mouths that you've called us to be of testimony and not a mouth of ruin. And we thank you for it and praise you for it.